Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Ronan Talks Languages. In this episode, I talk to my friend Brian, who works for Google. He will tell us all about his stories of traveling the world, of studying on Erasmus, of learning German, and he tells us about all the benefits of learning a language. Keep listening to find out more. So, Brian, what do you do for a living? I am a salesperson. I work with Google, um, Google Cloud specifically. So I sell tech to technology people. And what course did you do in college? So I did uh, international business with German up in DCU. Um, Pretty much the way that works is you spend two years studying general business with a language. Then you spend a year abroad. Uh, I spent it in Germany. And then in my final year, I then did a year studying back in Ireland. Uh, you specialize and you specialize in your language as well. So it was a mix of business and, and German for the, for the four years. And like, how was the split in college? Was it mainly business and German or like, were they even or were they, was there more of one than the other? Um, so for every six modules we did, two of them were German, four of them were business. So it was, it was one third German. Um, and then in the German, we would also do business topics. Right. through through the German language um so yeah it was kind of a nice mix between them all and like if someone was thinking about doing business in college in DCU like would you recommend putting the language on the side or like do you think do you see yeah. the benefit of it definitely yeah 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 definitely so it can be it can be tough um at the beginning the languages are, are no joke um but having come out the other end I'm really glad I did when I was in when I was in college there were a number of people who were doing modules that they didn't really want to do just because it was it was just one of the ones that they had to do when they had no language. Yeah. Whereas when we had the language, we had a little bit more of a choice. And I got to do more marketing stuff because of my language. It was very, it was very split like that. And you said that you went to Germany. Can you tell me a bit about mm. that experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem will be getting me to stop talking about it. <laughs> um, oh, um, yeah, I went to a place called Munster. It's um, it's Munster out, out there, but spelled German. Okay. Um, and uh, it's two hours north of Cologne. Really nice city. Really nice place. Think of the Maynooth of uh, of Ireland. Hey, right. Uh, that's kind of the way it is. But out there, pretty much, I did a full year out there. And the main part of Erasmus isn't actually the college. The main part is the people that you meet and the societies and things like that. I now have friends all over the world that I still talk to. Whenever I go to any country, I'm not paying for a hotel. I'm going to stay with them. Um, So it has, look, it has very practical benefits too. You're just scamming off your friends. (laughs) I'll just be scamming off my friends. And look, that's the way it's going to work. But yeah, a lot changes when you're in Erasmus. Because, so when when I was in Ireland, for example, I'm a, I'm a musical theatre performer, as you know. So I just hung out with that musical theatre crew. Even in college, I just hung out with that crew and I, I did a lot of other stuff. But when I went to Germany, you're, you're, not, come, you're not brought together by, by a common hobby or, or an interest or anything. 
all Erasmus students are instantly friends because yeah. you're all going through the exact same thing. Um, yeah. You're all learning about the, the uh, learning about the language, learning about the country, learning about each other's countries. I spoke a lot of German in Germany. The next language that I spoke was Spanish because really? all of my friends were Spanish. I don't speak Spanish anymore. <laughs> like I didn't. I it's all gone out of my head since. But oh. I got exposed to a lot more out there, and it's a lot of different ways of thinking um and even like even even partying and things like that every country does it in a different way and now i know and then during erasmus i was able to do 26 cities in 13 different countries and that was in wow. 2019 mm, just because i was able to go places so I'd, I'd have four days off and i'd get on a bus and i'd go somewhere yeah. and then I took, I took three weeks off and did loads of different spaces um, so yeah I, I started in germany uh in in the northwest and went all the way down to switzerland up to um prague hungary then went left did italy um and then back up through belgium the netherlands and then back across to where i was so uh and i wouldn't have been able to do that without traveling because i had friends tell me from each of those cities you know, don't go here, spend two days here. This is what you need to do in this city. Whereas if I didn't have those people, I'd have wasted a lot of time. Do you think that your your time abroad helped you gain a bit more appreciation to the fact that not everyone speaks English and you need to be adaptable? Yes, very much so. Um, but not only that, it helped me to communicate with people that don't speak English. So I, I could meet somebody and I, okay, I don't speak Spanish, but I will know when a Spaniard is trying to speak English and I will now know how to speak English so that they can understand me yeah. um, whereas before I had a much thicker accent um, I remember and, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a much thicker accent and then I learned to what they need to hear to be able to understand me the same way that I needed Germans to speak in a particular way for me to understand them that's something that Erasmus taught me how to, I guess, communicate a bit better. And I know for yourself, probably working in Google and other multinational companies, not everyone that works there is is Irish. or So you have to really know how to communicate cross-culturally, multiculturally. It's not just that. There's a, there's a very particular word in German, right? And it's called, it's sympathisch, which means likable. But they translate it to sympathetic. So I've had German friends say, oh, that guy's really sympathetic, which is yeah. wrong. But because I know the direct translation, I know what they're saying, but I wouldn't be able to do that unless I learned German. And now I'll be able to spot it in other languages when a Spanish person or a French person will say something and I'll go, okay, that's a false friend. They've translated that wrong instead of what are they talking about? It's the same in Spanish. We have simpatico, which means kind. <laughs> yeah. So you went on your Erasmus. Is there a point that you can remember on Erasmus where you thought, okay, maybe I could like, I could live this life or I've settled in. In Germany? Yes. Yeah, because there was definitely absolutely. a point in Spain for me that pinpoints, I'm like, I could see myself living here for life. Yes and no. I could see myself living in through the German language, mm -hmm. but I knew when I was out there that I didn't want to live in that part of Germany, which was so interesting. So it ruled something out. It was very much so, but it, it, it was after Christmas. So I came back to Germany from Ireland and I was like okay this is this isn't my favorite part of Germany but I was fluent in German so I, I had um, my my girlfriend at the time she came with me she only spoke English 
So I was translating everything, no problem. And that was after four months in the country. It's a great um, way to show off. <laughs> it, it, earning brownie points in the, in the easiest of ways. Yeah. So like, I just want to know more about how does like, how does someone with business in German end up in Google? By accident. By uh, accident. No, that's not by accident. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, the exact opposite. It took a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, but what happened with me, actually, funnily enough, I would not have, even though I sell in the UK and Irish markets, I wouldn't have my job unless I had the German language. The, the best way I can describe that is I came out a, or in going into the job market uh, in May of the first uh, wave of COVID. There were no jobs. All of the companies yeah, were shutting down. Even companies that wanted to hire were not hiring until September, November. They needed somebody to sell into the German market. And I went, okay, I, I, I can do that. And it wasn't yeah. a, oh, okay. I'll, it was more of a, I, I was approached and they were like, would you, we, we saw you have German would you consider going for the German market? And I go, yeah, okay. Like all of the sales jobs, for example, are bilingual in Dublin. All of the, anything, anything 60% of the range higher in pay, you need that second language in sales. And for, for me, it was German. And then in the interview, they went, we've had somebody pull out of the UK market. Will you do that instead? And I went, yes, please let me do it in English. But I wouldn't have gotten to that, like to there without being confident enough in my German. I had the German and I didn't know if I could sell through the German language, but I knew I had all of the pieces in place to be able to learn. It would just be learning extra words. It wouldn't be learning the language itself, which was very, very useful. And now I have my job today because, because I went in and said I could speak in German. So it was really just a, it was a stepping stone having something there. It was a mm. key word almost on a CV. Exactly. Exactly. And Ireland is about to become, or is becoming the tech hub of Europe. They're bringing in people from all over the world to here. And also from that, all of the sales teams are going to be here. Meaning if you have a second language, you can sell into that market from here. My, my team has people who moved from Germany to Dublin or moved from, from Italy to Dublin to sell back into the Italian market. But because I was here, I didn't have to move anywhere. So are you saying that there could potentially be people who speak English in Italy or in China working for Google selling into the Irish or British market? Um, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Well, actually, yes, because one of my, one of the guys that I support, um, he is, is Irish living in Spain, selling to the south of England. Yeah, no, this is the thing that I'm trying to get through to, to people. Like when I used to work for, do you remember the post-primary languages institute? Um, languages yeah. connect they go by we were always talking at the at the um career fair saying like if you're considering doing business like you are so much more employable just to throw one language on there you don't have to be fluent in it it's it's merely just having it on your cv that you can say you have this you don't have to be able to talk about politics about law it's just being able to show that you have bothered to be adaptable there's a very particular thing in this learning a language makes you learn in a different way so if you can learn a language, <clears throat> I, for example, I, I sell really, really high tech solutions. I've had to learn the language of IT and, I, and it's a whole new language. And sure, it goes through English, but I've had to learn the language of IT. When they spot that you can learn a separate language, they know that they can train you in whatever. My next job might be in manufacturing. 
it probably won't be, but it, let's say it'd be manufacturing. That's a whole new language as well. I have the skills now to learn that language as well. And that is what they look for. That's one of the reasons why they want to see a language on a CV. It's because they know that you will be able to learn whatever they throw at you. Just to, just to finish off, do you have one piece of advice that you could give to your secondary school self who isn't sure what they want to do at life or doesn't know what they want to do in college? Is there any piece of advice that you can give to try maybe consider doing a language as part of the degree or PSC or whatever that may be? There is. Do you remember how I said I did 26 cities in 13 different countries? Yeah. The only way I was able to do that was because I had two European languages. In a lot of those cities, I used more German than I did English. Okay. Yeah. And even when I went to the likes of the Netherlands, the German and Dutch languages are, this, are similar, meaning I could spot similarities. The next language that I learned is actually funny enough going to be Spanish because it doesn't just open up Spain. It opens up all of South America and it opens up all of the South of North America. And a lot of um, Africa. Unless you really want to spend your entire life on this island, yeah. then learning a language will help you more than it will hurt you. And it gets so much easier once you, like, it's like a steep learning curve and then it just slowly but surely goes down. Once you do one, you can do more. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much for speaking to me, Brian. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks very much for listening to this first episode of Ronan Talks Languages. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any podcasts in future.